Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the Hot Hits Wrestling Podcast. I'm Hitzer. I'm Hadi. And this week, we'll be talking about WWE Stomping Grounds. Yeah, uh, a B-level pay-per-view for the WWE. Yeah. Came in with no expectations, Very zero little. hype, zero no build-up. Yeah. Uh, and yet, it actually somehow managed to win us over. Yeah, it became the... B- no, no. I was going to say it was the best pay-per-view of the year. Well, at least in terms of WWE's current run, you know, they're a bit on a dry spell. They are, right? You would say. Yeah. Uh, facing increased competition, they're stagnating creatively. Yeah. I guess that... And all the podcasts, uh, all the, the, the tell-alls that have been happening over the past few weeks. Yeah, of course, months. of course. Yeah. But uh, at the very least, you know, this delivered good action. Mm. It had great wrestling, especially the bottom half of the card. Yeah. From the pre-show all the way to, I would say, the Roman Reigns match. Yeah. It was an excellent pay-per-view, I would say. I would say the preliminary match and then the next five matches were great. And yeah. Not great, la, but were really entertaining. And th- good wrestling, you know. Yeah, it just yeah. goes to show that with a, a roster this talented and uh, with wrestlers this good, if you just take out all the stupid backstage things, what they're being made to say, all these long promos, mm-hmm. uh, stupid creative decisions, um, over-gimmicked matches like the main event, you know. You just let wrestlers do wrestling mm-hmm. and this roster can show you what they're all about. Exactly. Like. Yeah. It almost feels as if like they were happy to just wrestle. I mean, has it and has and has this ever been a time where there's so much talent mm. in the WWE? Yeah. Like, I think this is the most talented Batch of WWE wrestlers We have right now Yeah of course You know Everybody can do Really fantastic Sophisticated moves Everybody got can tell Decent story, yeah. Ring psychology mm. And yet we Every week Week in week out All the Raw and Smackdown shows We see all this talent wasted mm. All this talent not being used So that is the frustration right mm. And I think this pay-per-view Even though the first half was good mm. I mean it did showcase A lot of that I, I would say I, I think like Three quarters of it was good like. I think it was only The last couple that that maybe uh, was a bit over gimmicked. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, or um, you're overbooked, uh, yeah, I would say. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I guess before we jump into the thing proper, mm-hmm. we will also tell you that right after this review, we have an interview with the new... The new... WWE United States Champion, Ricochet. Ricochet. Yes, Ricochet will be in Singapore for yep. WWE Live. I got to talk to him over the phone in a roundtable interview. So I asked him a bunch of questions like, about you know his indie career, yep. uh, how he felt in NXT, what the transition was like to the main roster. Yeah. Uh, I also asked about his ring gear, which reminds me of Hiroshi Tanahashi. A bit, yeah. Uh, it turns out that... It was a homage to oh. Hiroshi Tanahashi. He called him up, you know, asked him for permission and everything. Good eye. He called himself the ace of NXT. I figured, like, ah, it, mu- yeah, it must yeah. have been it intentional, been, yeah, right? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So we talked to Ricochet right after this, so please stay tuned. Yeah, definitely. And before the review of uh, Stomping Grounds proper, uh, let's talk about the 24-7 title, which is uh, uh, slightly previewed in the pre-show and in the in the main card, but only clips lah. Okay. You know, because it's it's pretty much the internet title at the moment. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, as you remember, Drake Maverick actually won the title yeah. by dressing up as Carmella yep. and pinning our truth uh, in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And, and then our went to his wedding. Uh, it, in case you don't know, right? This isn't a kayfabe wedding. This was yeah, like Drake Maverick's wedding. actual real life wedding with his real life wife. You know, I love it. And they shot an angle where our truth invaded his wedding. Yeah. Uh, at least he got to say I do first. He did. Uh, and then pinned him uh, in the on the aisle, mind you. 
Yeah, you know uh, it's a real wedding because they didn't have he didn't do it during the, the when you know you ask who a the ceremony, the right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he did it at least poster. Yeah. Uh, good on uh Drew um the new Mrs. Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, rolling with it. Just man. rolling with it. Uh, <laughs> even playing into kayfabe a bit by tweeting, "I want a divorce." You know, I can't believe he's so obsessed with the twenty four seven title that he will ruin my biggest day. He like did this, run away after that. Yeah, yeah. He said, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Then he chased after our shoot, right? So I mean, uh, you're marrying into a wrestling family, so yeah, you got to know. What you're in for Yeah And right off the bat She was into it So you know You couldn't ask for A better wife Or a pro wrestler yeah. Who's willing to like I <laughs> mean la. To keep it for wedding day You know yeah. It's such an important day I mean it is special though It is special I don't think his wife Is a wrestler right uh, No No Yeah. Uh, her wife is a civilian Yeah exactly So uh, it's good That she has A sporting sense of humour yeah. About it And it also goes to show That the 24-7 title Is kind of just soaring While everything else Is crashing and burning So right? weird I wouldn't have thought that no. Yeah. When I saw how ugly The title was and mm. With a stupid ass name It turned out To be one of the highlights Of I mean And Post uh, the weekly shows, you know, yeah. it's also on the www.com on the YouTube, YouTube and Facebook, all that, yeah. Twitter, yeah. That's so where that title exists. That's yeah. why I thought it should have been called the internet title because the internet, be great, the internet right? is twenty four seven. And you remember back in the day, there was the TV title. TV title, exactly. Every time you know there was a taping, you had to defend. They had a chance they to a do chance. something great, and okay lah, they they're doing well enough lah. Um, I do have to say that I'm very kind of pleased that Drake Maverick is, separ- is so like liked backstage that they're yeah. giving him so much exposure here. Yeah. Our truth as well. I mean, obviously we all know that people yeah. love our truth. I mean, remember like at the beginning of the year, I was saying, "Oh, I really want to see more our truth." Yeah. I got my wish, man. Yeah. I love it. If you've been watching Two O Five Live lately, even the the cruiserweight roster is complaining that he cares less about the cruiserweight title <laughs> than the twenty four seven title, That's which true. it appears to be true. It's la. true. Uh, and then we head into the pre-show. Uh, yeah. Yes, even a show like Stomping Grounds has a pre-show. Yep, unbelievable! It is uh, forty-five minutes of just yammering, yammering, yammering. Mm. Uh, people kind of catching you up. Okay, yeah. admittedly, I did watch the pre-show because we had because we haven't been catching up on Raw yeah. and SmackDown. So that's this for like this kind of laps viewer, mm-hmm. you know. So I got caught up on all the storylines. I knew what was happening, mm-hmm. and plus we got a great match. We did uh, a triple threat match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship, featuring yep. defending champion Tony Nese against Drew Gulak and yeah, Akira, Akira Tozawa. So, um, this is where the Cruiserweight Championship. I know, I know, I usually complain about Two Five Live being on the pre-show, mm-hmm. but I think like now having seen the length and breadth of Two Five Live over two years, right? Yeah, I feel like Two Five Live should take place before the main show. They are like the opening act that always happens after the main event. Yeah. You know, can you imagine like some local band taking uh the stage after Metallica? Yeah, exactly. Like, who the fuck is gonna care, right? Unless they're damn good, uh. Unless they're damn good, uh, But mm-hmm. these guys are damn good, yeah. and and they show up early for a crowd that wants wrestling. Because yeah. wh- why else would you show up early? Exactly. They're ready for wrestling. They're open minded. They may not know who they are, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, case in point, the crowd was hot for this match. Damn hot. Of course, the talent made it easy for them, lah. Because yeah. this match was amazing. What do you think of the pre-show cruiserweight championship match? Oh God damn! I'm glad that Drew Gulak finally got it. Yeah. Right? That was a well-deserved win. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Mm. <laughs> but, wow. This was exciting true and true. Mm. Really fast-paced action. I loved how, like, they were just using Akira Tozawa as a weapon. Yeah, the I think he suplexed Akira Tozawa onto Tony Nese who was draped or yeah. something like that. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. one of, a suplex onto a draped person. I forgot who it was. Yeah, the yeah, logistics yeah. kind of blend in my yeah. mind right now. But, but both of them used, used him. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was great innovative offense from everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. And Akira Tozawa coming in at all the last moments, you know, mm-hmm. doing pinfalls and all that was great. Tuninis, even things like the Gulak submission, you know, yeah, like yeah. It looks really good. Yeah, I think somebody pulled out a dude buster, which I haven't seen in the in a while, yeah. in, in a long time. Uh, Nis, you know, uh, they are. 
he pulled out the usual moonsaults for 50s. Yeah. Tony Nese has been a great champion. The yeah. only issue with Tony Nese is, right, he is like Roderick Strong. He's kind of vanilla. vanilla. He yeah. can't do the mic work. Uh, yeah. Character is a bit thin. Yeah, great I mean, in ring worker. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he was a respectable champion. He was. Uh, the thing about Drew Gulak is that Drew Gulak has been an OG for 205 Live. Yes. Back in the day, he used to be known as just Gulak. Yeah. Uh, catch points, you know. Uh, if you remember, like his catch at Sketch Can stable with Matt Riddle and yeah. and other people and evolve, right? Yeah. So he's finally back to that character. He's no longer the wannabe politician for a better two five life. That was fun. That, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is everything that they've given to Drew Gulak, he's knocked it out of the park. Yep. You want him to be comedic relief with Enzo? Yep. He killed it. You want he him did. to, you know, the the whole politician grassroots politician gimmick? The uh, PowerPoint slide. PowerPoint slide. Uh, who would have thought he could get that over? He, he got did. it over. Yeah. Uh, now he's transitioning back to the more. Serious uh, Philadelphia grappler, yeah. You know, not not so much comedy anymore, and he he's still killing it because yeah. his in ring work is solid. He's his like the KO of solid. 205 Live, la. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. so good. He's the OG of 205 Live, along the other two, lah. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, Akira Tozawa and Toninis were around during the original yeah. Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. But the difference is that Drew Gulak of these three is the only one that hasn't been a Cruiserweight Champion. Yeah, exactly. So it's just about time. Yep. Akira uh, Tozawa had a short reign Tonini is of course the, the latest champion and Now Drew Gulak I think he's gonna Once again bring Prominence To 205 Live uh, And matches like this Showcase why he's so good You mm-hmm. know A lot of people think That grappling is boring mm-hmm. you know, But Drew Gulak Has just that oomph To it you know I agree If you watch this match With Matt Riddle Back in uh, NXT You know Obviously they were Ex-catchpoint teammates you Yeah know, So perfect uh, That's the type of matches I wanna see from him yeah. This one a bit more Spot festy Because you know Triple threat yeah, Multi-man but it was so hot to kick off the exactly. the pay per view. I was like once again invested in the WWE thanks to Two O Five Live. Yeah. Always thanks to Two O Five Live. Exactly, and I was given a good amount of time to breathe. It wasn't like a quick five minute match, six minute match. It was a, it was given a good eleven minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was fun. Like. I mean, I'm glad that Drew won the title. I really cannot wait to see where Two O Five Live goes from here and how Drew is like going to be. You know. Yeah, gonna elevate this title. I really feel he'll elevate the title. Now. Also, I think uh, this is the first time I've seen him use his new f- finisher, the torture rack ne- neck breaker. Yeah, that was fucking cool, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, he may have used it on a two five live that I may have missed or missed something, or something, but yeah. but this was a great finisher. I like it. it. Was, now yeah. he has he has a double combo. He has a pinning finisher and a submission finisher. Yeah. Uh, really good stuff. I really like Drugo like a champion. What do you see for him going forward in two five five? Basically, he should be a long term champion. Like through the summer at least Yeah like. exactly yeah. At the end of the year like at least mm. I mean if Worst case scenario Through the summer Until like October Or something like that mm-hmm. But if they can Carry on with Drew Gulak All the way until the new year It'll be great la. You know It really adds legitimacy To the title And will mm. elevate Drew Gulak To this like Mythical status la. What's really intriguing To me about 205 Life Right now is because They have Chad Gable On the roster Yeah And I think a Chad Gable Drew Gulak feud Would be great Oh that would be great Yeah, yeah Chad Gable The the pure white baby face yeah. Drew Gulak can play the heel Oh you don't even need Face heel Because they're just Legit uh, grappling credentials Amongst both of them Yeah but Chad Gable Also has been doing Weird things on the main roster yeah, yeah, he's the now a reporter like, or yeah, some sort of thing. Like a creepy stalker. Yeah, but he's also on Two O Five Live. Yeah, yeah, which is thank God lah. Yeah, so at least he can. I guess he seems like a legit challenger for Gulak, and I Honestly, think they can yeah. have a nice series of matches over the summer. Yeah, that'd be great. Like all the way culminating to SummerSlam, and Ooh. I think it would be great if they switch it to Chad Gable. So I don't mind. Yeah, but I just fine. want this feud la. Yeah, actually, that's a quite a dream feud. Now mm. that you think about it, I mean, Chad Gable is a talented piece of shit la. Yeah, and he's not doing anything. Exactly. So why not, right? Uh, and then we move on to the pay-per-view proper taking place at the Tacoma Dome in Tacoma, Washington, yep. wherever that is. 
It is in Washington State, so it is, it is uh, uh, Daniel the, Bryan's uh, hometown. The last bastion of the Yes movement. <laughs> uh, now we kick off the pay per view with the Raw Women's Title Match. Yeah. Uh, Lacey Evans versus Becky Lynch again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Rollins' girlfriend, as they keep trying to <laughs> remind us. What was that right? They keep telling us over and over again for right? the for the mini band lah. Yeah, I know. To remind us about uh, to set up the angle for the mini band. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I I know. I realized their real life relationship has been kayfabe into storyline. Yeah. So they are trying to play up the power couple one. Is, you know the Both the, champions. the two top champions of the company yeah. lah, so to speak. Are together. Are together, uh, and also they they were clearly setting up Lacey Evans as the special, special guest referee. Yeah. So that's why they kept beating us over the head with that little yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as for the match itself, Lacey Evans versus Becky Lynch again. What do you think about this? Oh, there was some like weird botches or like weird timing from Lacey Evans. Yeah, there was one particular, I think, a springboard corner kick yeah. that Lacey Evans was late for and then Becky yeah. had to wait for her. Yeah, she had to drop down again and then redo the move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I think I think like Lacey is a great character. She just yeah. has a bit of work to do in ring. Yeah, I mean, she's not like the worst wrestler. Or, you know, she's not that the level of Eva Marie kind of... No, no, no. Or shit lah. Like honestly, she can she, wrestle. She's a mid-level NXT star lah. I feel, yeah. I mean, I, I feel that... Wrestling against the... Arguably the top face in the WWE. Yeah. It's weird. And honestly, okay lah. She kind of held up her own even with the botches here and there. This match was okay. It was entertaining for what it was. It was okay, yeah. Yeah. It's and just that like, the, I feel, I thought that this was the end of their feud. Yeah, me too. Because it's been going on for way too long. Yeah. Uh, And then, because of the main event, you know that this feud is continuing. Nope. I yeah. think they will be feuding in perpetuity till the earth crashes into the sun, you know. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Which is so weird also, but okay lah, whatever lah. Yeah. yeah. Um. At least it was the right conclusion. Yeah. There was a no shenanigans. Becky is still champion. Yep. One clean of the yep. disarm her. Uh. Really yeah. quick disarm her. Like well, she tapped like immediately. Indeed, indeed. I think that was to show the difference the between her armbar and her disarm. Yeah, yeah. Because the disarm is the proper her proper finisher, correct, correct. and the armbar she couldn't quite tap Lacey mm. with it. Uh. Although, of course, in real life, the disarm her does nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's a, a legit move, move, but whatever. Like it's kayfabe to be yeah. to look strong. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was an okay opener. Uh, it was okay. Hot one, especially because people love Becky. Yeah, the crowd was hot for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after this, I did want to talk to you about a new vignette that we got for Mustafa Ali. The superhero esque kind of thing, right? Uh, Mustafa Ali, yes. Uh, talking about his parents that died in an, in an alley, and his butler Alfred. <laughs> I mean apart from it But like he was I mean like, not, not exactly the yeah, part, yeah, like, yeah. It was essentially like, like I'm a street level superhero Yeah right Kind of thing uh, He he just walking along And okay. then he, there was like Quotes of like Some creed that he was like Saying Yeah yeah His superhero again. origin story yeah. Mantra thing So um What this smacks off is The WWE creative Looking at his YouTube page And thinking Wow I really like the stuff That you do on your own Let us co-opt it And like write some bullshit for you And just keep the same look Yeah And this feels Enti- this is like you know when an indie company gets bought over, right? You know, and then they kind of sheen, they put the uh, the polish on it, and yeah. then it's just not the same anymore. Because the Ali promos back in the day in the alley in the darkness with the Had camera, a grid, you know, a grid, and this one just looks polished, too polished, Whoa, like too, too yeah, overproduced and too silly, and that also, yeah. So okay, like he walks in an alley and then he encounters a woman who is struggling with alcoholism. Yeah, that was weird. And then she convinces him to stop drinking just on the pure baby faceness of him. He was really baby faced. He was just so I'm I'm so baby faced. You will stop drinking, and yeah, then she's yeah. like, she looks at him, like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it for the baby face. Yeah. You know. He intervenes in domestic uh, violence yeah, yeah, uh, thing, like even even without knowing the context of it. Yeah, there know? was no context. You know, you you don't know who's wrong or who's right. He just intervenes. Uh, that worked though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody getting marked. He walks past. They stop they marking stop her. Marking. 
on the pure. He doesn't do actually do. There was anything. no action. He was just walking. He is just pure baby face, lah. Yeah. Look, look at my baby face radiating good in the, into the world. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm quite. I'm. I. But I'm still very happy. Yeah. That he's given so much time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they clearly have plans for him, like, yeah, since yeah, they're doing yeah. this. And we know, we, I mean, we all love Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. In the, the, the promotion, I, I think he was my number one pick, right? Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, You won't listen to that. Oh, yeah, you have listened to you that. Listened and, to and, that. And, and hopefully, you do tune in for Hard Hits Fantasy Promoter. It's up on our Mixcloud and Spotify and all our usual channels. Yep. Do check it out. Me and Hardy compete against each other in our version of the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. Uh, my promotion gets his promotion. Uh, The actual show will start next month. Yep. Where we actually start booking things. So exactly. that'll be exciting. Yeah. Uh, What I want to see for Mustafa Ali next is right. Yeah, I want to see him just getting involved, you know, in random feuds and saving baby faces. Yeah, you know, and he doesn't even do anything. He just walks. He past just walks in, and then like the heels are like, oh no, oh no, I, I, I feel, I, I, I feel yeah. bad. Yeah, <laughs> like he should have just like he should have been like instead of Becky Lynch, right? He should have come in during a main event. Mustafa Ali just walks past, and then Baron Corbin is like, what, popped, what, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I went pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If that happened Oh boy uh, Next up We have The best friends yes. Not the tag team best friends no, no, no. But the WWE best friends Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens Taking on Big E And Xavier Woods yep. I seem to recall Like early When we started our podcast I thought that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens As friends Versus the New Day Would be a great feud yep. But two years later We finally got it So I can complain too Very shoo though Yeah very shoo But still this match Yeah What? I mean It's it's a house show level build up In the sense that There is no, no build, build up, up. But this match was great. It was. It was really, really good. Great chemistry on all four. Because Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are a legit tag team. They've yeah. been a tag team for a long time in ROH. Yeah. Not to even mention the WWE stuff. Yep. Uh, of course, the New Day, you all know. Five great chemistry. Camps. Yeah. So, um, I like the way it started. It started out so hot. It uh, was. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens really showcasing their knowledge of the tag team game. Immediately yeah. taking a big E, cutting yeah. off the ring. You exactly. know. Everything they did was so high-paced. They they hit both their finishers. Uh, frog splash, swan thorns, mm-hmm. you know, haluva kicks and all of that. You know. uh, and then, you know, Sami Zayn is ru- keeps running across to hit big E so he can't tag in. Yeah. Good tag team stuff. It was great action all around. Um, no, nothing wrong with this match. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, when big E gets a hot tag... It was great. Really great. Yeah, you know. because you you saw the struggle that Xavier Woods was going through, right? He was being cut off on the ring, always being taunted, Big E getting taunted by both Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Big E hits a big spear through the ring ropes. That was great. Onto the apron, onto the floor, yeah. knocking the soul out of Sami Zayn. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets uh, rolled up with a small package. Yep. Oh, actually, wait. He uh, actually hits a stunner, stunner. on Woods. Yeah. A Stone Cold stunner. And if you don't know, uh, yesterday or aka today la, in Singapore time yeah. is the anniversary of uh, the Austin 316 uh, promo, promo yeah. from King of the Ring. From King of the Ring. So the I know it's his real finisher, but I like to think of it as a homage. It is a homage. Yes. And uh, Woods uh, took the stunner like a champ. Not many people know how to take stunners anymore. People like react weirdly to it, but this yeah. was perfectly done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it wasn't too exaggerated like the rock. Mm. You know he would like become like a worm. Yeah. <laughs> And it wasn't too like, uh, it didn't. It, it felt a lot more impactful than most people lah. Most people don't really show off the impact of mm. the stunner, mm-hmm. which I thought Zayvi would did really well, make, make it making it a strong finisher. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. 
really like this. I would like this feud to continue just because they will keep delivering good matches. Exactly. Let's go for it. Yeah. We can see like five, six times of this match over and over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have our special guest of today, Ricochet. Yeah, man. Taking on some more Joe for the WWE United States title match. Yeah. If you caught Ricochet's entrance, his little superhero landing, he flopped it a bit. A bit, only. You c- yeah, I mean, you can't lend them 100 out of 100. But not bad. He, his recovery was great, though. Yeah. Yeah. A man that athletic. Exactly. Of course, right? Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think of uh, Ricochet versus Mojo? I like that little bullet ping thing that he has. The ricochet thing yeah. <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah. That's, that's a good uh, good addition. But they've had that for like months already. Yeah, 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 I know, but I never mentioned it before. Like. True, true, true. Yeah. yeah. So I like that. Um, I really love uh, this this entire mini feud, la, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, Small Joe took a lot of offense on ricochet. Mm. And this ricochet's high octane speed and agility and all that, right, got... Uh, and like he 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 looked it looked like he he stunned Samojo, mm-hmm. and I love that. Um, in the beginning though, Samojo I think dominated for the first yes, five ten minutes yes, totally yes. Like before he yeah, yeah, before Ricochet mounted the the, the, the offense. Yeah, comeback, the comeback, yeah. yeah. So that that made that that's what I mean by I'm saying like you're saving the high spots and your athleticism for a comeback like for for a for moment that matters time, la. La. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it isn't like the what Ricochet used to do back in the Indies. There's all the all out entire yeah. spot fest, right? So he yeah. saved it for the right moment. Yeah. It's important for the comeback. It gets the crowd into exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, at the same time, also now Ricochet is using his athleticism, athleticism not to give offense but to take offense. Yeah. So he always has the extra half spin whenever yeah. uh, he gets Uranagit or whenever he gets countered or lariated. He always has like the extra half spin, which know? makes a much more exciting match la. Mm-hmm. yeah which is great to watch and yeah Samojo was dominating but yeah Ricochet winning was the right move I feel correct I mean there was one particular move where Joe caught Ricochet's leg you know and yeah. usually most wrestlers like AJ Styles uh, Seth Rollins they all do this then they'll backflip and then yeah. land on their feet yeah. and then hit an insiguri or something yeah. open Bella, you know yeah. they always do that I like that Ricochet goes for another flip and then lands on his face yeah. you know like he could actually go for two flips yeah he could. you know I'm, I'm a bit worried that Ricochet will want to make someone look so good that he keeps adding the extra <laughs> half flip until like he will hurt himself yeah, exactly yeah or he just like flips in perpetuity you know, in the air like a fidget spinner <laughs> ricochet is a fidget spinner ricochet is a fidget spinner yeah uh so ricochet looks like a million bucks here defeating samojo clean i mean yeah, that. it was clean uh and then more than defeating samojo clean mm-hmm. was the treatment he got backstage he did yeah that, the that triple r- h and all that triple yeah. h the charlotte back- seth rollins who is the universal champion yeah. congratulating him heavy machinery and all that but the ag styles one uh yeah, but I mean first like we gotta say that the huge pop for Triple H, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know all the people on that side were Triple H guys, if you yeah, notice, you yeah. know, NXT guys. Yeah. Uh it was I think Charlotte being there was a bit weird because she's a heel, but you know, whatever like, they got whoever they could get. Mm-hmm. Uh so it really presented Ricochet as like the next star. Thing, yeah. They haven't really done this very well in recent times. Nope. I remember back in the day, you know, when John Cena first lost his match, you know, he came back and he got contra- congratulated by people. It's like, hey, you're not bad kid, you know. Yeah. Undertaker was coming up to him and it's like, yeah, that's a pretty good thing, you know. So small things, lah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. this, you know, they haven't built up stars like that in a long, in a long, long time. Yeah. And I think Ricochet is the right guy to do it, lah. Strap the rocket on him. Mm-hmm. He goes for a photo shoot afterwards, you know, to yeah. celebrate with the title. Uh, the club, Confront, not really confronting. No, it wasn't confronting. It was it was a friendly uh, challenge. Yeah, they took pictures with him. They too sweeted him. AJ Styles congratulated him, yeah. and then AJ Styles was like, "We'll we'll see we'll you see next you Tuesday." Yeah, it's like that was fun. That was fun. Um, uh, give me all the Ricochet AJ Styles matches. You know, until the rest of time, I will watch this. Because I mean, you or you really set that up. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, now please fucking deliver. They don't even have to heel face this. No, nope. it's just two great wrestlers, Ricochet yeah. versus AJ Styles. And it's a dream match that we never thought we wanted. Yeah, um, Ricochet. Well, not Ricochet specifically, but AJ Styles doesn't have many years. Exactly. Left. So g- give him like all the ones, the dream matches we haven't seen before. Yeah. You know, don't keep him feuding with the same old people. Yeah. Yeah. And why not? I mean, this will be great for Ricochet. Mm-hmm. It will be great for AJ Styles. And. It- it will be great Most importantly For the United States Championship Yes Thank you Wow Two legit people Challenging for it yeah. Not since I think The days of Kevin Owens Versus AJ Styles yeah. Was the championship This like yeah. uh, Valued Yeah So it, it'll be great To put uh, To put back The United States Championship mm-hmm. Where it belongs la, You know mm-hmm. As a very strong Mid-cut title mm-hmm. It has been yeah, Losing his sheen a bit la. I mean Samojo kind of Elevated it a bit mm. But, but then like his, his storyline was a bit convoluted. His also. constant like losses to uh, exactly. Rey Mysterio and all yeah. that, and losing in the silliest manner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the title was hot potatoing lah. Yeah. But hopefully they keep it ricochet for a while. Mm-hmm. If they want, then switch it to AJ Styles later on lah, few months on, from yeah, now yeah. lah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, no complaints about this. This nope. is one of the things that WWE is doing right, and yeah. you got to credit them for that lah. Agreed. Uh, next up we have Heavy Machinery taking on the SmackDown Tag Team Champions Daniel Bryan and, and Rowan, aka the Planets Planet Champion. Sabers? Yeah. So okay, before I get into this match, which I severely enjoyed, yeah, I do want to talk about a little small turn. Sure, pick, sure. Right? Just continuity things that yeah. we could easily do. Yeah. So when Daniel Bryan was last champion, right, mm-hmm. he made such a big deal about making like an eco-friendly belt, right? Yeah. And then why is he so okay with holding this lever? Smackdown Tag Team Championship belt <laughs> Because the belt Very ugly I know It's belly level right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever la. They're never gonna Recycle this <laughs> So I mean It's just, it's just a no, small no, no, It's just a small thing yeah, they, yeah. They, they just dropped it Without explanation Yep they didn't I, I, I don't think It'll be that hard To make some sort of You know Cardboard Smackdown title Or whatever I agree I mean we can do it Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Anyways the, This match itself Was great Um, I don't think I've ever been impressed With Heavy Machinery Even in NXT I mean, I I always enjoyed them. Yeah, but yeah. they were they were treated as a joke, la. They were a comedy act. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like oh, look at this fat man making weird noises at that pretty girl. Ooh, ha, 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 yeah. What to do? I mean, but I mean, Otis has always been the strong guy, la. Yeah. Um, that's always been feats of strength that he has done, but mm-hmm. it's never been to the extent of, holy shit, this tag team is going to be champion. Or yeah. They they've always been like contenders, but never like championship. Kind of like level. They were never even contenders in NXT for a while. I mean, they had I think one or two matches. Yeah, which they lost. Which yeah. they lost exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Contenders, but never champions. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I feel like as great as Daniel Bryan and Rowan were, but you know they're great every time. Mm-hmm. I thought like this is the breakout match for Heavy Machinery Agreed. that kind of heralded them as like, hey, look at us, we are really good. Exactly. You know, um, Otis's feat of strength, especially you know things like him carrying Rowan. Yeah. When Rowan uh, cross body onto him and he caught him without yeah. taking a step back. Great, right? It's like this guy is really strong. That's what we're talking about la. Yeah. I mean Otis and uh, Tucker You know Has always been the comedy act Right So they've always had The, the, the shakes and meats And whatever The barbecues Shakes and weights yeah, The barbecue and stuff And all that Sticks and weights yeah. yeah. Also they drink protein shakes Yeah, yeah they, they do, they do. Yeah. And about like Lifting weights And in the gym And you know Being like Them bro bro Kind of country boys Kind of thing mm. So this was Kind of I mean they still kept the gimmick And still Looked fucking great Yeah um, I love the pre-show uh, promo that Daniel Bryan cut on them yeah. about you know them being the comedy act, saying exactly what you did. Yeah. But it wasn't he didn't do it in a demeaning way. Wasn't he? Cut, Daniel Bryan cuts these amazing promos where he demeans his opponents by lifting them up. Weird, right? And he also lifts up the tag team titles by you know um, sh- 
telling people how valuable they are yeah. and why they shouldn't go to these acts. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, builds up heavy machinery, points out that they're, they're a joke, but then also points out their legit credentials. You know, yeah. one is a Pan American Games like medalist in yeah. wrestling and all that. You know, yeah. so he. It's such a nuanced thing that Daniel Bryan does, and I hundred percent believe that nobody wrote this for Daniel Bryan because WWE can't do this. Yeah, they can't. I mean, this feels like a, like it came straight from Daniel Bryan's mouth, mm. And it permeates all the way into the match because I don't know whether this was planned, but I don't think it was. But I think yeah. in the middle of the match, or at least in the beginning, in the twenty-five, in the first twenty-five percent of the match, mm. right, the way it was laid out, they switched it, in a sense that heavy machinery stopped being babyface. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I think they they read the crowd really well. Yeah. I mean, of course, I mean Washington. So Daniel Bryan crowd. Yeah. So Heavy Machinery stopped being pure babyface, but they didn't turn heel either. It was this nice little balancing act that they did, yeah. and whoever laid out the match either impromptu or backstage and thought this was the way to go was genius. Yeah, it wasn't like a twin kind of thing. Also. Yeah. yeah. It was more like a very nuanced, like. I'm strong Badass kind of I'm strong I'm still gonna be uh, in- I have integrity I'm not gonna yeah. cheat And all yeah. that But at the same time you know, I'm not gonna take guff from you Yeah, you know, yeah. So, But it's not pure baby face like, You're not gonna play to the crowd Play to the crowd And all yeah. that Yeah, yeah. Which was, I thought was really clever Yeah and yeah. instead It was Daniel Bryan The heel playing to the crowd As she should well, he should, yeah, because You know, know. Uh, The last bastion Of the yes movement yeah. All the yes chants uh, Speaking of the chants you know, Gotta shout out The please recycle chants yeah. Drive for Prius yeah. uh, Drive for Prius Is my favourite chant Because I've not heard that I've heard pre- please recycle before Yeah but, but I've not Prius. heard Drive a Prius Great Yes uh, And also another thing I mean Because it is in Washington state right Yeah I mean We just They're a super blue state Exactly Brian so would totally be your face there This yeah. was so great Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it makes sense here And the match itself Was actually great um, I Did you really like Like Otis hulking up During the yes kicks Yes I thought it was so old school It is right yeah. Very like Hulk Hogan-ish Kind of Feeling I mean, all macho the, man, to be know, honest, all the old wrestlers did that. It's, yeah. it's a lost art, the hulking up. The hulking up. Yeah, because yeah. it's not believable anymore. But with Otis, but with I believe Otis, it. Right? Exactly, yeah. You need <laughs> someone like Otis. Because he's do such it. a throwback. Yeah, he is. You know, he reminds yeah. me of back in the day, like the Bushwhackers or Earthquake and Typhoon. Earthquake, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's weird that Otis is heavier than Rowan and yet, like, six inches shorter. Yeah, I mean, he's broad as fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man. Uh, yeah, so. Both heavy machine guys actually killed it. La. I mean, they we did. talk about Otis a lot, but yeah. that's because we've been demeaning Otis a lot prior yeah, prior yeah, podcast, yeah. so we got to build him up. Yeah. The other guy is solid. Taka. Uh, Itaka, yeah. Rowan and Darren Bryan, I think you don't need to say that. He's great always great. Team, right? Yeah. I love uh, the, the chemistry. Otis actually did a Vader bomb, which I haven't he seen in a did. while. did. Ah, that was great too. Uh, shout out to Big Van Vader, man. One, one of the best big men of all time. Mm-hmm. And this is the first match that makes me think that Otis can be like that. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan wins this match clean mm-hmm. with a small package. Yeah. Uh, yes, so good stuff here. Uh, next up, we have the defending SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey yep. taking on the new challenger Alexa Bliss. Uh, Alexa Bliss has been with Nikki Cross. accompanied by Nikki Cross, of course, yeah. her new best friend. Alexa Bliss has been injured for a long time, yeah. concussion issues. I'm glad to see her back in action. Mm-hmm. Glad to see her not injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about this match? Uh, it was okay. It was not. Uh, it was strangely, I've slightly better than the 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 Becky Lynch match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, great. I like the ending of the match with like Bailey's weird, um, like heel turn. Not really heel turn, just mm-hmm. not being face or so Yeah, yeah. yeah a more a more aggressive, a more take no prisoners Bailey la. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, I'm still 
wondering where they're going with the Nikki Cross Alexa Bliss story. Friendship, yeah. yeah. I mean, Nikki Cross seems uh it, her I suppose not brainwashed, but I think she feels that she needs a friend. Yeah, sanity is gone, and and Alexa Bliss has always positioned herself as the first friend to an outsider. You know, yeah, people like Nia Jax and all that they really take. Uh, take them under her wing yeah. And then she manipulates them You know yeah. Because they need a friend mm. uh, I think A very good story la. Good story yeah. la, But it's been done before yeah. uh, What I really want to see From this Alexa This Nikki Cross friendship Especially because In the end like, uh, Nikki Cross did two things First thing is She threw herself In front of Bailey During a Topaz Suicida yeah. Saving Nikki Cross yeah. But then she, I think she ended up Costing Nikki Cross The match because Alexa Bliss uh, uh, Sorry um, Costing Alexa Bliss The, the match that Nikki Cross That is uh, Because she ran in uh, To get revenge Against Bailey yeah. uh, When Alexa Bliss Had the match won yeah. uh, She had the finisher Right there yeah. uh, Referee had to break it up they had to reset it And yeah. Alexa Bliss Missed the finisher you exactly. know, uh, Bailey put up the knees So The intriguing thing is that when Bailey turns on Nikki Cross, it might not be unwarranted. Exactly. Yeah. Or more interestingly, if Nikki Cross turns on, on Alexa Bliss instead, like what if Alexa's friendship with her was genuine? Yeah, and you know? Nikki Cross was actually manipulating her the whole time. Or, or, or not even just that is that other people have manipulated Nikki Cross. The commentators, the fan reaction, everybody backstage telling oh Alexa Bliss is not to be trusted. Mm. You know, never give her a chance, lah. Okay. I, yeah. Whereas in, in I'm maybe, sure she strikes first. Maybe in this particular instance, Alexa was really genuine. Ah, you know. That's interesting. That's a good twist to the story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, sorry to bring this up, but it kind of reminds me of like Thomas from Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like when he actually wants to do something good, nobody believes him. Yeah. You know, because he's just been such a heel the whole time. Yeah. So I wanted to be like this, like oh, a nice, interesting twist that Alexa was genuine. She yeah. wanted to extend a hand of friendship, and yeah. everybody else oh brainwashed God, her. You're, oh, you're right. It wasn't her. That, it wasn't Alexa Bliss that brainwashed her. It was all the other people backstage, you know, talking Holy shit about shit, her. Yeah. You're right. But it's too good to be done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But damn, that would be a good story though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, I think this is uh the last good match. <laughs> the last good match of the night. After this, it went a bit downhill. Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns is something I don't want to see anymore. This Drew McIntyre Shane McMahon thing versus Roman Reigns has kind of been played out. Yeah. Yeah. This I'm, was okay though. It's okay. It wasn't bad. It was okay. Just that we. With it. I, I'm just bored with the entire feud and angle yeah. and Shane McMahon shenanigans yeah. and all that. Uh, in the end, you know, Roman Reigns picks up the win, which he should. Yeah. I thought it was weird that Roman Reigns beat Drew McIntyre and lost to Shane McMahon. Yeah. Because if anyone needs a win, it's Drew McIntyre. Yeah. So why not give Drew McIntyre the win? Yeah, and you can blame it on Roman Reigns looking here. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh something like that lah. <laughs> no lah, no but la, the shenanigans lah. Sh- 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, why because Shane McMahon did interfere. Of course, yeah. yeah. And then let Drew McIntyre win lah. So exactly. that protects Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. Exactly. By letting Shane McMahon win, it just proves, it just pushes Shane McMahon for no legit reason. Right. Like there's no conceivable reason why Shane McMahon should be at the top of the card in 2019. No, he's the best wrestler in the world. Oh, he is right now. Yeah. CM Punk, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's what happened with this match. And then backstage, Shane McMahon says that uh, he is challenging Roman Reigns to a two out three, uh, no, a handicap match, two against one on Raw tomorrow night. Uh, so Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon will be challenging Roman Reigns to against one. And then you could audibly hear the crowd groan. Yeah. Like, oh, this again. We thought it was over, you know? I was just, I was just perplexed. I was just like, huh, really? Yeah. Like, again? Yeah. Why? We finished everything already. Why? Yeah. Like, I guess they technically won one. Yeah. I know. So you know, maybe the the, the stupid trilogy will continue. <laughs> this is a stupid trilogy. You're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we have a steel cage match for the WWE time time 
title, title. for the WWE Championship. Yeah. Uh, Dolph Ziggler takes on Kofi Kingston, the defending champion. So this whole Dolph Ziggler, it should have been me thing. It's a bit contrived, but whatever. Yeah, la, yeah, that yeah. He's a good worker. Kofi mm. Kingston is a good worker. Put him in a steel cage because no interference. Yeah. Uh, I just think that steel cage, match- steel cage matches have lost a bit of their novelty for me. A bit. We've yeah. seen it too many times. You mean too many times? I've seen too many of the spots, and specifically for WWE, they're not very creative, at, with the exception of the finish. Uh, with steel cage matches. Yeah. Like, a good finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the match. Most of their steel cage matches involve oh I, I swing you into the steel grating and then that is the angle. Uh, yeah. Oh look, look how painful that is and the commentary will sell it. You know, there's nothing else you can do. I know. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like we as kids have run into like steel fences before. It's not that painful. I mean, you can cut yourself a bit, uh, But you know, it's not. I mean, I do it all the time like, when I play basketball at your place. Yeah, yeah. It's not like career-ending yeah. in- injury or still anything. Still okay. Still standing. Yeah. So okay, okay, I mean, I don't believe that anymore. Yeah, uh, but know. at the very least. This this match was kind of a uh, meh. It was meh, right? Which yeah. is strange because it's kind I, of a snoozer to me. Yeah, I mean, it it could really, if let's say we took out the cage, right? Yeah, I think it would be more better. It would be a better match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The cage kind of limited what they could really, really do. But the only thing that made a match was because they came up with an interesting finish. Yes, the interesting finish. Where uh, first at the time they had an interesting finish with a door. Yes. Usually, it's you no know, people hanging on a steel cage. Yeah, you know, yeah. actually using the door for a finish is actually quite clever because they don't use the door that much. Yeah, but then it's like the most logical place you should go. Of course, of yeah. course. Uh, so Kofi Kingston doing the most logical thing, jumping over someone and diving outside, <laughs> yeah. is something that you know so many people should be doing. Yeah. Uh, and I expect no less from Kofi, like, actually. Of course, of on course. that front, yeah. yeah. In terms of diving to the outside and things like that, you know, yeah. he's he's one of the best. Uh, yeah. If you look at his Royal Rumble saves and all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the only thing I would like this to be is to be the conclusion of the Dolph Ziggler feud, and then maybe move Kofi on to yeah, someone more please, interesting. Please, yes, please. I mean, I love Dolph and all that, but Dolph should be better off competing for like the in uh, the IC title for the US title. Mm-hmm. Let's not put him here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bring someone in that is fresh. Anyone, Andrade, uh, Alistair Black. So know. many. Alistair options. Black who hasn't wrestled in I mean, has, ages. Yeah, his like his promos like that. Yeah, in the dark room la. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So you know why not? Uh, Alistair Black can be a total tweener, not face, not heel. He's just a force of nature, you know that kind of thing. Mm. He comes in, he fucking like uh, black masses him, and then that's the yeah. start of the feud. I mean, he's a vampire after all. Sort of lah. <laughs> Sort of uh. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what he is I also don't know He's an occultist He's not really satanic But he kind of He's is He's an occult enthusiast Yeah Yeah Okay lah Okay lah uh, Finally we have the main event Of the night An yeah. overly silly Overly gimmicked Overly booked Baron Corbin vs. Seth Rollins match But I think the only reason They did this is because We've seen so many Baron Corbin vs. Seth Rollins matches Yeah Not only like In this feud But I think Over the last three years Yeah Where I think they've been feuding Like for a long time Baron Corbin is to- it feels has, that way, right? has, al- has always been that authority figure, you know, the interim GM and then that GM asshole. And, and then Seth Rollins has always been at the top, so they've always clashed. So yeah. I feel like I've seen this for years and years and years now. I don't it's, think it's, it's been years, but then it feels like that, right? And it's just not stopping. Like yeah, this was worse than the whole like uh Roman Reigns Shane McMahon Blue McIntyre match. Yeah, because it's been going for way longer than that. Yeah, it feels that way. Um Seth Rollins are uh, arguably the best worker in the company and he's kinda saddled in this. Yeah. It's a bit sad. It is, right? Yeah. Hmm. Again, I mean, give him anyone. You could give him fucking Chad Gable, it would be great. Dude, that's uh, again again, this is just wasting your fucking talented roster. Uh, yeah. Know? Where is EC3? Where is EC three is in the shithole though. In the shithole. The yeah. shithouse yeah. yeah. I mean there's so mu- so much talent you have like on current. I'm be not being used on the bench, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like uh, legit, will get over kind of wrestlers. The like the crowd will go crazy. How much pop. effort they put into Baron Corbin to get him over, 
Uh, at least to get heat on him yeah, But yeah, not yeah. the right heat That he got no, 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 How no. much effort They put into him Just put maybe One quarter of the effort Into someone else And they will get over Exactly Like I, f- I think They're really just Very stubborn With this Baron Corbin thing And like yeah. oh, We don't want It's a bit like Jinder Mahal Yeah You know But they gave up on Jinder Eventually In six months Yeah but Baron Corbin Feels like forever right Right yeah I mean we we Our podcast started When Jinder was champion Jinder was champion yeah, yeah. Um, And then This whole Baron Corbin Thing with I know some people are arguing that oh so few people have genuine heat. This is not genuine heat, nope. guys. Genuine heat is when people legit hate you. Yeah. They are just bored by because Baron of your Corbin. actions in the ring. People hate you for that. Yeah. Not because they like fuck off, get out of the screen. We don't want to see you because you're boring. That's not genuine heat. That's what uh, back in the day people called it X Park heat. Yeah. You know? Uh. So Baron Corbin has that heat and it's not it's conducive. Not you know, and people yeah. are kind of tuning out of the main events. I mean, That's this is how you get people lapsing on WWE. You have two people like us who are passionate WWE fans yeah. who like just don't care. About it anymore la. See the issue is That there's a lot of things Good things going on Around it you know. Yeah. Then low card is great But the th- The thing that you're Selling to me As the most important Story in the company mm. Is obviously the Universal title That's the yeah. most important That's the most featured Right When that story sucks Then it trickles down la. The disinterest trickles down mm-hmm. Nothing at the bottom Can elevate the top you know, it's fucking sad, la. I agree. Yeah, and it's not Seth Rollins' fault. He's been constant, constantly no, been, he's been great. delivering great yeah, matches. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just you and know, to, to an extent, it's really not Baron Corbin's fault either. Be, yeah, he's just being misused or miscast exactly. uh, to use a Hollywood term. He is being mis- miscast. I mean, there's so many things I can do with Baron Corbin not uh, in this role. Yeah. First of all, can he please wear ring gear again? Yeah. <sighs> Never mind. Uh, yeah. And then. This wasn't even really a match Because this was mostly A Lacey Evans vehicle It was yeah uh, So they brought out Lacey Evans She was a which, special guest Which is kind of clever la, Because you know yeah. uh, Seth Rollins can't hurt her yeah. uh, And then she has a feud With Seth Rollins' girlfriend you yeah. know, All that As they keep telling us which, which, uh, As they keep telling us yeah. And then you know, she did the usual thing Slow counts yeah. And then Changed the match arm. Hurt, the ma- hurt her arm <laughs> Changed the match to a no DQ No disqualification Yeah Changed the match to a no count out To when Baron Corbin Is what we count out Things yeah. like that la. Yeah. I don't need to go through All the shenanigans that yeah. happened Because it's just chicanery Yeah You know uh, And then in the end Also the I didn't know that Referees had that power <laughs> No, they don't. <laughs> they don't right? They just invented it on the spot. I referees know. cannot change the rules. They're there to enforce the rules. Exactly. It's like police officers changing the law. They can't. Yeah, like suddenly they oh um. They can only enforce the law. <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense. Judges cannot change the law. Unless yeah. you're on the Supreme Court. But judges That's cannot. Thing, it's a yeah. other thing. You know, judges cannot change the law. Usually it will be Stephanie McMahon who comes out, or Shane yeah. McMahon, and then, and they'll then make they will make an announcement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's stupid, but at least it makes sense. This was just weird. I was like, huh, Lacey Evans can man? Where is she is she the new GM? Apparently. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> The new overall GM Actually she would make A great GM Yeah she would Yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, But And then the most Predictable thing happens Becky comes out yep. And then saves Her husband Her boyfriend, uh, her boyfriend her Almost said husband uh, Then saves the boyfriend And gets the win Blah 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 It's so predictable People knew what the ending Was going to be yeah. Becky of course Was going to come out Yeah. Now, no, there's no way Seth Rollins is going to lose The universal title To Baron Corbin On stomping grounds Yeah what? This, so this was just a waste of time. And Pe- then there was no Brock Lesnar. Lor. No Brock Lesnar. Mm. Paul Heyman teased it though. Um, mm. People were so bored that they chanted AEW. They, they chanted did. CM Punk. They, they chanted did. for Daniel Bryan, of course. Yeah. You know. And I just feel bad because it's Seth Rollins. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not his fault. Once it's again. not his fault. They just kind of be dumping this shit on him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the only things I liked about this match is that towards the end, you know, I like the Seth Rollins-Becky on-screen chemistry. Mm. The whole idea that they're presenting uh, Becky not as Seth Rollins' girlfriend, but as uh, but Seth Rollins as Becky's boyfriend, you know. So, Becky Lynch on the way out uh, held down the ropes for Seth Rollins to go in. That was great. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, so he, she was the man like, in that situation, yeah. you know. And WWE will be 
have a will have a big missed opportunity, right? If they don't call Seth Rollins the man's man, you know. Oh my god, yeah. It's such an easy like they're not gonna do it. Low Stop. hanging fruit thing. Yeah, they're, but they're not even gonna do that. Just let Seth Rollins got on Monday Night Raw call himself I am the man's man, you know. Yeah. Makes so much sense. Seth Rollins being word very play. to to Becky would be great, you know. You know, very simple wordplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just the, the most basic of things, which I know yeah. they won't do because it's too creative. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's not what Vince McMahon wants. It's good shit. It's good shit, bro. Oh my god, I really cannot wait for XFL to start. Yeah. I really cannot wait. You, see, you know what I thought would have saved this match? Yeah. I was actually thinking it. I thought like, oh, this is a clever Vince thing. If Vince did this, I will like trust in his genius again. Yeah. I thought, right, Becky Lynch was going to come out. Yeah. Okay, predictable. But how the finish would go is Becky Lynch puts Lacey Evans and disarm her. And as she taps, that is the three count. Like that really, like that was the thing I thought of on the top of my head. And I was like, Oh, that has to be the ending because that's too clever. <laughs> no, it's too clever. <laughs> this is not no too clever. Like it would be, it would be great. Seth, Seth has you know curbs arms him. You know he's like one, two, three, ten. You know she's just refusing to count. Becky comes out, this arms her, and then she taps the three count. Then oh the the timekeeper mistakes it as the you know rings the, thing, the bell. Rings the bell. And, ah, I thought it would be great. That'd be a great finish, and it will add to the story next week. What what a wasted opportunity there. Yeah. Uh, the rumor is that is this is leading up to a mixed tag match at SummerSlam. The right. The but the caveat is that both the Raw Women's Championship and the Universal Title will be on the line in this mixed tag match. They're still gonna lose. You never know, lah. Yeah, it's yeah. the WWE, lah. Yeah, For all you know, oh my God, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans will be at the, the top champions. of the company. Yeah. It's the wrong kind of heat, guys. Yeah, man. It's the wrong kind of heat. But really, I feel like Lacey Evans would make a really good GM. Yeah, sure. Now that I think about it more and more. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh well. Uh that's it. I mean for the most part we enjoyed this paper view because there's a lot of good wrestling. If a lot yeah. of good wrestlers. Uh so I think seventy five percent of it was enjoyable. Yeah, it was. It was the the last two or three matches, you know. It was just me. Pretty ma- pretty much anything that involved an authority figure. Yeah. Shane McMahon or Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. Uh, who has an office for some reason. I don't understand. He's no longer the GM. Because yeah. every time he pen backstage yeah, he has yeah. an o- I don't never mind. He has a locker room. Like his own I, yeah, office, I guess. Yeah. But you know what's weird was the little promo he had, not promo, but when, what he said to the. That, the Kayla pres- Braxton? Yeah. Oh, that is that creepy as fuck. It's a man. long. It's actually an angle with him. Like he's trying to hit on her. Yeah, stop it. Uh. Yeah, he's trying to hit her with the deep six. Ooh, damn, son. Yeah. Stop that. Uh. Yeah, I know. yeah. Stop Hashtag that, me too, motherfuckers. I know, I know. Yeah. So I, that's something Mustafa Ali should have stopped. Yeah. Oh my god You're right Yeah <laughs> And they add the promo Right after this <laughs> They did <laughs> Guys Continuity in your show Let uh, Mustafa Ali Do his superhero things Yeah that's not gonna happen though. Like he fall 50s From the ceiling <laughs> Onto Baron <laughs> That's not Baron <laughs> And then No Yeah <laughs> uh, So um, next up We have an interview With the one And Only, only Ricochet Coming up uh, so please enjoy Please stay tuned uh, We will say bye for now Yeah we talked too long About this stomping rounds Yeah but we will be back Next week because We will be at WWE Live Singapore yeah, yeah. In person Woo. I will be talking to Kari Zain and uh, Asuka there yep. uh, If the audio is good Because I know the English Is a bit um, yeah. There will be a translator There to help yeah. uh, If the audio is good I'll put it up on our podcast uh, So excited for that yeah. uh, I'm heading to actually A meet and greet at 5pm I'm meeting Becky Lynch woo, 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 woo. So that will be Super exciting Yeah Asuka about yeah Stuff 
ask her about stuff. No, I don't get to interview her. It's oh, it's just a meet and greet. Oh, yeah, okay, with okay. Becky specifically. That's so, fun. but the Kyrie and Asuka thing will be yeah, that's an interview. interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's a photo op with Becky Lynch. Who's gonna turn yeah. that down, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then we'll also be covering AEW Fighter Fest. Woo! The 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 parody on uh, Fire, Fire Festival. Festival. I yeah. love that. The the whole angle, if you don't know, uh, is that Kenny Omega saw the trailer for Firefest, the yeah. amazing trailer, and yeah. then he never saw the documentary, so I never found out what happened afterwards. <laughs> and then he was like, "I want to do that. Let's do that for AEW." Okay. And then the in B in BTE lah, the young bucks keep trying to show him the documentary yeah. and keep Let, trying to you tell know him, what happens. Yeah, you know what happens, and he's just like, "Oh, he gets interrupted," and he yeah. gets, uh, so he never knows what happens at the <laughs> what happened to Firefest. So this so is, he's a wrestling jaru lah. Yeah, yeah. So this is how Firefest Fighter Fest came about. Okay. So I mean, I'm really excited to see. That's the quite gaming. cool, actually. That's quite Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course, there's going to be a Joey Janela John Moxley fight, Ooh, which uh, I noticed. I didn't say match. I said fight. Yeah, because it's a fight. I mean, look, uh, Joey Janela is essentially the new John Moxley, yeah. So there you this go. is just death match written all over it. Of course, yeah. they, they. I mean, John used to be a death match specialist. Yeah. Uh, Joey Janela is a death match specialist, yeah. so it's going to be nuts. It'll be great. Yeah. Uh. Yes. And next, right after this, stay tuned for the Ricochet interview. This has been Hit Zero. I'm Hardy. Goodbye. Bye. Hi Ricochet, thanks so much for speaking to us and taking the time. Okay, your, my first question is about your unique uh, wrestling style. Um, it's the one thing that instantly sets you apart when we watch you live or on television. You know, it's a uh, fast-paced, dynamic, high-flying and incredibly athletic. As you were starting your career, how did you decide or what inspired you to develop that kind of match style and moveset? Well, um, it wasn't really a, a, a choice as much as it was just me working with what I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never really been the biggest guy in really any match, so I just kind of have to use my strength as my speed, my, you know, my maneuvers, my, uh, you know, acrobatics, those things. Yeah. Uh, counter-punching kind of, you know, kind of style of wrestling because that's, uh, again, like, I'm not going to be the, the biggest guy in the room, you know? So, um, yeah, I just use my, my strength and over the years I've just found different better ways to use them in unique ways and unique counter moves and stuff like that. So that's something I've just been trying to, to develop over the years. That's awesome. Um, and you've used that, that style, um, you know, effectively in the indie scene before you even joined the WWE. You've had a very prominent career back in the indies, you know, in promotions like NJPW and Lucha Underground and Dragon Gate yeah. and lots more. Um, looking back, what were the fondest memories and biggest takeaways from your time in the indies and how did that help you develop? I, I, yeah, my, my time on the independent scene, uh, I, especially the last couple of years, I really tried to, I guess, perfect my, my, my style or whatever, but it was good because I had the freedom to, to try new things and stuff like that, and I just, I don't know, I found different ways, and over just doing it over and over, you can find different variations to go into other things, and uh, it was, my time on the Indies really helped me do that, especially going over to Japan. Those guys really helped me, you know, hone my craft and learn how to be a, That's awesome. Um, and then, you know, you join NXT. Um, obviously, you had a lot of experience under your belt already. But the WWE is also a very different environment. What were some of the biggest uh, learning curves or biggest changes you had to get used to in terms of producing for the WWE uh, versus, you know, back on the indies? Uh, yeah, NXT taught me how to be, like, an all-around, like, performer. And, like, it's how to, like, be, a, like, a star, kind of. Yeah. Like something that I really wasn't used to on the indie just with the way like the way they would teach me how to like be a star on television just like a, to make all the, the smaller things in the matches that I know, normally didn't even think 
Mm-hmm. Uh, man, they taught me a lot of like things that were small, really, but made a big difference. If that makes a difference, yeah, if that makes sense, I'm sorry. Yeah, definitely. It's, like, it's uh, all about the nuances on TV. To Shawn Michaels and like, yeah, seeing how Shawn Michaels sees the match, the way you see a match is totally different. He can show you the little things, like here or something. Uh, he's just he's the man. And so learning under him with Triple H and all those guys, uh, I learned so much more. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can imagine the learning experience that you have over in the PC and in NXT. Um, your first match in NXT TakeOver, I believe, was the six-man ladder match for the North American Championship. Um, it seemed like it was your biggest spotlight thus far, and in a very challenging match at that with a lot of moving parts. What were your feelings in the lead-up to that match, and what were your feelings after it was done? Um, I, I wasn't really nervous. I was, I was just really excited for it. Mm-hmm. So it my first one, so I wanted to like make a huge impact my first time out. So I was actually super excited for it. And all the guys in the match were all super cool. And they all, everyone was just willing to make everyone else look good. So uh, it was just amazing. And uh, to go out there in that atmosphere, the, the takeover atmosphere, is just next level every single time. So yeah. you know, that helped us you know, get more excited about it. And it was the, it was, I remember it was the, the first really the kickoff match of Mania weekend. Mm-hmm. So like we wanted to go out there and make a thing, you know. So uh, that's what we that's what we did, and I thought we I thought we you know pulled out a pretty good one. And then after the match, I was just super excited that we were, like I was able to do that on that be on that stage and be with those guys perform like we did. It was it was great, man. It was awesome. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was a pleasure to watch that match as well. It was uh, one of the best matches of that year. Um, you spent a year in NXT, and um, a lot of the wrestlers I've talked to have described NXT as you know a very special place. Everything from the vibe to the atmosphere you described to the to the fan base and the learning opportunities. Um, in your opinion, what makes NXT so special? I don't know. Um, I think it's it's like a like a like everyone wants because it's considered developmental, but everyone down there always wants to show like that it's it's not just developmental anymore. Like we want to make it Definitely, yeah. Um, following that, you know, you were you were caught up to the main roster pretty quickly. Um, it must have obviously been a very exciting time, but also, I guess, an exhausting time because, as I recall, you were working um, three brands concurrently. You're doing Raw, SmackDown Live, and NXT at the same time. What was the experience like? Uh, yeah, that was a crazy time. Uh, going from yeah, Raw to SmackDown to NXT to pay-per-views. It was, uh, it was a pretty crazy time. It was pretty cool because, you know, like no one's ever done that before. And we, we got the opportunity to challenge for the, uh, the Raw Tag Team titles, the SmackDown Tag Team titles, and the NXT titles all in one week. Yeah. Like one talent a week. So that was pretty cool, too. No one's ever been able to do that before. Uh, so, it, yeah, it was, it was definitely tiring. But, uh, man, I wouldn't change it for the world because it was, it was such a good experience at the time just being able to do everything and get my name out there and, you know, show everybody what I could do. You know, it was awesome. Of course, of course. Um, you know, the, at the beginning of the year, you were called up with Alistair Black and you were tagging with him a lot. Um, and in the past, you've had a lot of great tag team partners, you know, ranging from Rey Mysterio to Shima. Um, although you're mostly a singles performer, do you enjoy the art of uh, tag team wrestling as well? Oh, man, I love tag team wrestling. Uh, that's one of my favorite styles, one of my favorite matches is tag team wrestling. Just a really good tag team wrestling match is, is something special. And uh, I feel like the WWE has a lot of really good tag teams right now. 
that's awesome. Um, I just have a couple of last questions. Um, I don't know if this has ever been mentioned before, but uh, Ricochet, your ring gear and NXT nickname kind of reminds me a lot of uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Was it a, a direct homage to him? Um, yeah, the uh, jacket, actually, yeah. I had asked him oh. a long time ago if I could use, because he was the ace in Japan, so I actually asked him, hey, is it okay? I, I respect you, so I want to know if I could use this oh, in NXT cool. and the WWE, if I could be the ace or whatever, if I could use it. And he's like, yeah, no problem. And I, I told him that I, the same the jacket, the same style as his, because I just thought it was a pretty cool way, a pretty cool a jacket, and it's just it's kind of like a superhero ass that they would wear or something so I just thought it was really cool oh that's but, awesome uh, yeah I actually I got the uh, the style from his jacket oh that's really awesome and um this is uh my last question here um and if you had to pick just one of each um what was the best match you've ever had and conversely what was the most uh what was the worst match you've ever had oh um I've had a lot of bad matches I can't <laughs> really remember one distinctly that just pops out in my head mm-hmm. and a lot of them was my fault and man, it's hard to pick a best match for like a lot of matches for so many different reasons. Yep. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of matches that like stick out for a lot of different reasons. I mean, one of the matches that stick out in my head was my, my match versus Ray at WrestleMania Mysterio in England, like almost on the 20 year anniversary that he wrestled Eddie Guerrero on Halloween Havoc '97. It's almost like it was a couple of days within the same day anniversary, 20 years later. So that one kind of sticks out to me. But yeah, I got a couple of different matches that are favorites for different. Wow, uh, that's cool. Uh, thanks so much. That's all the questions I have.